listener. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. We are two guys, one It is Monday, January the 22nd. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. My name is Charlie Clawson, and this is, I reckon, my favourite time of the footy year when uh, it's a men's pre-season because it's nothing but training reports and vision of the players looking all tanned and fit and like... You know, no one's getting niggled with injuries at this stage. It's all positivity. You've got new recruits. You haven't actually seen them play a game yet. You've got your draftees. It's just your imagination can run wild. And I, I live for this sort of period from, from January to, you know, the first practice match where you can just – you just I mean, I don't know what the Bulldogs are like, but I, I go to the Saints, you know, forums and, and, and I'll read the training reports. And I'm taking the word – of some dude who's taken Wednesday off to go down to Moorabbin <laughs> to watch two hours of training. And that his word is gospel. When he tells me that Mitch Owens is looking enormous and is going to take the competition by storm, I want to believe it, Will. I really want to believe it. When he tells me I think- that Jack Steele's back to full fitness and is flying and is going to remind the competition of what he can do, I want to believe it. I think that I really differ from you in this regard. Like often, you know, I think we have reasonably similar views of football. Mm. Not not exactly the same, but they can be reasonably similar. We enjoy it in a similar way, I believe. Yeah, or at least in the Venn diagrams of our football enjoyment, there is a large overlapping factor. But I think this is one of the areas when we are furthest away from each other because, oh, like – I have no time for football foreplay. Like I do not – I just – let's just get into it. Yeah. Like why are we bothering with training? Let's just start playing. <laughs> like I, I don't like – Why this to me is, is all every Bulldog player shit? out injured? Because Will took over. He's part of the coterie. He took over and now they're fucked. <laughs> I have no interest in this. All this potential, all this every, – like everything that you just described to me – I don't want to know about it. I, I I just want us to start playing the game so that we can work out what's going on. I don't care about any of the Let preamble. me tell you how my like my training block goes to get into the season, right? So yeah. grand final finishes. Get me into it. Great. Yeah. And g- then give me a sense my interest, of what it's like. Like if like if it's mm. like if it's a pe- if it's a graph. So I've yeah. got up to the top a grand final. And then it pretty mm-hmm. much plummets. Like I don't really – I get sucked into a bit of trade and draft a little bit, but I'm not like I used to be. Like I don't – How listen. much trade? Well, like I'll, I'll – How many I'll, hours I'll, a day of trade, trade radio would you listen not, to? Well, I used to be like addicted. It would be on constantly. Mm-hmm. But now it's more if I see that there's like a Saints, someone like the list boss or someone's getting interviewed – I might yep. listen to that. If something unusual is going down, like, oh, you know, they thought they would never extract so-and-so uh-huh. from here, then I'll listen to that. But uh, 
I don't have it as background noise. So you're listening to a specific uh, clip rather than like a two-hour yeah, shift. I, yeah, I don't. You're I, not. You're not there for the daily drama of you know who's talking to Lauder or, yeah. or you well, know back whatever when it Matt Rendell would come in and assess everyone's mm. list and you know give some kind of insight like at that. I don't care about you know what some journalist or ex-footballer thinks about the team's list and what their needs are. And then when they start grading draft halls, and I'm like, this is silly. Yeah. This is dumb. Like, what are we talking about here? How can you say that they're very See, this is – again, these are, this is good. I like starting the year by clearly defining some of the differences between you and I, you know. So I'm the opposite when it comes to trade radio. Right. The more they do of it, the more I will listen to mm. it. Like, Did you do I, Gettable as I well? I hate. Yeah, but I like – trade radio becomes its own world for me. It is like its own world. world. It's own trade. ecosystem. It's bizarre. Yes. And so for that period of time, I just turn over the majority of my energy to trade radio. I don't even give a shit about trades. I like trade radio. Yeah, you like the like, ambience. I like – the ambient kind of noise of trade radio, the idea that these deals but are also happening. But also I love a footy it's list. It's proven they That's... don't happen for like 10 days. It's two weeks long I'm, and they I'm all happen in the last the three days. I'm not there for that. I'm there for the car trip-like conversations <laughs> that are like, who are your favourite guys who had a moustache? Ten to one. Padding. Let's have an argument yeah. about it. Adam Cooney's, Adam Cooney's bringing in his latest super draft uh, machinations. This is how it gets done. That's what I want. I want the padding. Like I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit about the actual trades themselves. I honestly don't. All right. I like the discussions, and I find football when they're talking about football outside when football's on. I think often my favourite conversations about football happen when they're not distracted by the. You just need something on. I think it's why I like I, test it's too match cricket commentary as well. It's too much for me. Like I think mm-hmm. I'm happy to listen to some football podcasts and commentary outside of the season, but not specifically about one specific thing like trade radio because it's just – if trade right. radio was condensed to a week, I probably would listen more. Mm-hmm. But it, there's too much padding for me, far too much – Padding, and it's also funny. I reckon it still should be on now. But my podcasting habits. Just keep doing it all year. (laughs) I noticed that my podcasting habits, like, have also completely dropped off. Like during footy season, I reckon ninety percent of what I'm consuming is footy media, because I've just Mm -hmm. I looked at all these like pods and like, oh my god, I can't listen to any of these because like you know AFL Daily haven't updated, Real Footy hasn't updated, like you know Sounding Board hasn't updated, like nothing. It's like I need, I, I I need more general footy chat. So that's why I think actually preseason's quite good because everyone is like, you know, Channel 7 have got to fill time. So they're, you know, going down to the hangar or whatever and filming Jake Stringer. And and so I like I like the kind of – it's it's kind of a festive atmosphere, you know. It sort of feels mm-hmm. like – because everyone's still hot. Everyone's in singlets and stuff and we're all talking about footy. So when and, do you start paying attention? Like, you know, if, if you – when? Like ease off after like after the grand final. When is like when are you dipping your toe back in? Is it like when uh, the young so I'll keep half guys an eye start on, training? Or I'll keep a, I'll, like I'll, I'll I'll sort of keep stay across the AFLW and mm. see like you know Saints almost made the yes. finals this year, so I was like okay that's pretty good. And then after that I have a little bit of a break 
part. I don't really get super into the into the draft. I'll check out who we've picked and then look at some highlights, but that's it. I don't read a lot of kind of like draft reports. I might ask some questions in my WhatsApp group. Hey, is this guy worth taking and blah, 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 but not. I don't go in deep. And then it's almost like radio silence. I don't care about time trials or, you know, the first of four-year players and blah, 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 or, you know, so-and-so's come back early from his holiday. But now – January is when I start getting real excited. And that's also, I've noticed that's when the clubs start putting out more professionally produced, you know, vision from, you know, every club is putting out like some montage of like training and stuff. And I love it because I love a hype reel, you know, maybe it's the wrestling fan in me. I love, you know, when they just, you just put like guys playing footy to some cool music that has like a beat. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, what a great sport. Isn't it great? Look how explosive everyone is. Yeah. When they, Package and glamour it up. Like when there is that added gloss and sheen, like some editing and some, like you said, like fancy camera angles and like they're testing out some new, you know, bit of shareable social that's appealed to like, like designed to appeal to not just your interest in football, but to somebody who is flicking through their Instagram feed or whatever it might be. So they've added, they've taken what you were already interested and then they've added all these triggers that like release even more dopamine. So like you're, you're, you get to be super connected to something that you would have been interested in, in the first place. Case in point, Channel 7 just released their season 2024 promo today. Oh, and at first I, I was that. like, oh, this is so cliched. This feels like a wrestling promo. But then like yes. five, 30 seconds in, I'm like, I can't wait for footy to start. So I thought we could watch and react. Okay, great. I've not seen this. There is a little girl in black and white at the start of this. Everyone's looking very excited. Oh, okay. Slow so mo everyone's in black fans and white. all being like, what's going on? All right, can you stop it right there just for a second? So for people who haven't seen this, uh, yes, it looks like still photographs of the people, but then you realise that these photographs are super slow-mo. So this is exactly what we're talking about when it's like fancy camera angles, some new technology. This is their bullet time moment where they're taking something that you're like, oh, you can't tell whether this is a still image. It's like that super slow-mo Zack Snyder. It's in black and white. There's an hour and a half Snyder cut of this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's what we've seen so far. Jake Nelkshan, Nelkshan. He's got it. Okay, let's stop here. (laughs) Turn down for what? Okay. All right. Okay, I see. They've they've got a draw. Yeah, man. In the AFL. Turn down for what? Like I was I was hooked. I'm did not see that coming. Like I was concentrating on everything else. I did not understand that Lil John was going to get involved <laughs> in what was going on here. <laughs> um, so, all right. Okay. So it comes into color. The, the beat drops. We get turned down for what? This is the modern day AFL promo. I mean, that song came out 20 like years ago. It's such an ago, odd but, choice for a hype track, yeah. but it works. Yeah. But it's, isn't it weird how that, so when they fit, they transition from fans to, um, uh, to yeah. to the footy action, you go from Jake Melksham to Max Gorn celebrating. Yeah. Like that's a weird editing choice. Like He's why why not just hold on Max Gorn kicking the goal? 
It's so weird. And Did Melcher it's, miss? It's because they're highlighting <laughs> Brian Taylor. But also, of all the people that you're going to like, this is, you know what? There's been a bit of a break from the AFL. People are probably pretty keen to get back to the AFL. We should show them the one thing that most people in the AFL have been missing Jake Melksham. <laughs> yeah, like, I true. mean, <laughs> not Jamara. All due respect you know, to the Milksham. Uh, like, Ashcroft, not, not Dacos. Not, <laughs> like, Jake Melksham. Give the people. Not one of the 199 other players you would name in front of Jake Melksham as, like, Max Gorn, the guy celebrating. There's another guy yeah. in this shot. Who's it's like the editor halfway through the shot is like, hang on, I picked the wrong player. Max Gorn is the one everyone loves. <laughs> yeah, I better. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> but too late. I can't find another shot. And it's because they've got Brian Taylor commentating, but weirdly soullessly because they've taken out the obviously the noise of the crowd. You've got this sort of isolate. It's not the what yelling you traditionally associate with Brian's commentary, which is yelling and then the crowd noise in the background. It's actually taken that all out. But I guess that's the whole idea of build before yeah. the drop, I suppose. Yeah. Can you go back a bit? So I take it all in I again? To, I, yeah. yeah. I want right. to go back and just, yeah, let's, yes. Now that I know okay. a bit of what I'm looking for, I okay. want to take some of it in again. Oh yeah. Okay. I can hear the music now. Right. Melbourne fans going crazy, Richmond fans, Giants fans, Redmond doing the bullhorns, Callum Brown. I mean, it's exciting, right? Okay. So now, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now this is just like what you'd expect, edited highlights of people doing cool things and cut in quite a way that there is that sort of you're in the club, a little John's just like, you know, know, and everyone's sort of now (laughs) – yeah, exactly, exactly Drinking right. Like alcohol everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's just jumping up and down. Yeah, exactly, right? It it does have that feeling. And now I kind of understand the whole, like even maybe the Melcham to Max Gorn transition is if the editor's thinking of that idea of it's before the drop to the drop, like you're building up to this big moment. Maybe maybe that all makes okay. a little bit more sense So now sense we're getting to fan celebrate. Yeah, which is always good. There's okay, Jamara. so they're all also having fun. Michael Frederick doing a backflip. players. Fans celebrating. Oh, Carlton fans in pain. I like that. Good inclusion. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, good bit of editing there. Cue that song back up. That's good. Uh, Ken Hinckley celebrating. Darcy Moore celebrating. Abby Holmes gets a nice shout out. I mean, that's yes. good, right? That got you fired up. Okay. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so go read a bloody I'm training pretty happy report. About that's that. the next that, thing I you think that's do. like. Yeah. No, I don't see again. That just makes me go. Well, let's start all, like because mm. none of that was of training. None of those highlights that they compiled together there were but like. But this is the point. Hey, you better though. start tuning in. But that's what they're training. doing they're with a, training the, videos now. Like I'm sure if you were on social media, you'd check out the bulldog. 
But yeah, but what's the point of that? Because oh, it's that's, still that's the like, same thing. It's color and movement. It's, what's Will, the I'm point color of and it? movement? Like I think as I'm getting older too, I'm loving football more like i'm looking forward to it more and it's weird because it's not like my club has gotten better i'm a richmond supporter or you know i've had a good run but i think i'm getting closer to death and i'm clinging to the few things that still give me pleasure and one of those things is i think i think the context that context gives it pleasure for me i think that's the difference that i can't enjoy it just for its pure aesthetic that's not enough for me i need to know what the story is, right? Like, you know, I need to know what's on the line. I need to know sure. what the stakes of the day or the game or the whatever, all those Even things. Even though with your most biased this, one, like, like, I'm talking about training reports. So, mm. you know, like if they, if, if you saw like on YouTube yeah. or whatever, or someone sent you and it's a, it's vision, you know, of Jamara just like at a, a pra- max, match sim, and he's just like taking hangers and selling candy and just drilling it. And it's all like edited like that. And it's a really cool track and stuff. You wouldn't, you're saying you wouldn't want to watch that or you wouldn't be like into that? Yeah, oh, I okay. am saying I wouldn't be into that. It's got no stakes. In fact, if anything, it kind of makes me think. Well, yeah, do that in a <laughs> you game. Are, if you do that in a game, like, I'll be really impressed. One of those curmudgeonly posters but, on the forums is like, oh, that's all good, but let's see you do it in a game. Mate, this is the time to dream. This is the time when we don't have to see these things produced in their game. It's like, it's, it's, it's just mm. let your imagination take hold. Anything could happen. But I don't have, but, but the things have no use unless they're used in the game. You're saying that you find beauty the in them regardless of their it's context, the right? You're saying yes. that you don't need the game uh, to no. enjoy whatever these things are. Whereas I'm just saying that I need the game no. to enjoy those skills. I have a broader skills. context, like, which I, is I, the I find game. those skills only impressive well, in no, the context, context of the game. It's not, of course, like athletes being athletic in isolation is not interesting. But it's mm. my own narrative about what no. I know about this team and what I know about that play that we've drafted. And this guy's got apparently like a big left foot. And this guy, you know, he's going to be a replacement for Cam Wilkie one day. Like that's so I'm creating the narrative. So I am watching it and I am like, I guess I'm sort of role playing like a, uh, like a recruiter or a, like who does team selections? Like the, I don't know, mm-hmm. it, what, whoever the coach on the coaching panel does, like the team selections or, you know, the coach, I guess. <laughs> That could be in how long we've been doing this podcast for? Almost like what? Almost eight years, I think. That could be the dumbest, the dumbest thing that we have said. Well, I have said. We have said. You and I both have have a trade. It would have a trade radio, let's do our top 15 list, but that might be right at the Mount Everest top of them all. Pretty, pretty dumb. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, trade radio, Another uh, – oh, no, this is not okay. Tom He's on SEN, but, you know, let's talk about the twerp. Um, I saw a clip of him last week, which I sent to you because I, I was like, this is insane. Does mm-hmm. Kane listen to uh, Two Guys, One Cup? Tell, see if you can pick what I'm talking about. All right, Phil, if you had to choose a band, which band will Richmond finish season 2024 in bottom six, middle six, or top six? What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> okay, so <sighs> – I mean, the 666, you know, is a rule that was brought in by the AFL, but yeah. there has been another 666, you know, that when you think of the AFL, you think Tope of the Tofop. 
uh, two guys, one cup, patented. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that it's like we have proprietary like history as like, a you know, we're a Mm. a broadcast organisation, you know, that have, you know, produced this show and one of our patented format points is that at the start of the season that we uh, separate the teams into a band of uh, six, six or six, bottom six, top six or middle six. That is... That 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 is the two guys one cup system. I don't think it it's has always. always been the two guys one cup system. I think we used to try and rank system. them, like, but no, it hasn't always. <laughs> but I'm just like this is the <laughs> in this argument that okay. I'm making that is absolutely overblown <laughs> by this coincidence. We've always done it, Charlie. I think we've. I think it was it because we got we get so lopsided <laughs> in our rankings and we couldn't remember where we'd place teams. Yes. And so like. That's right. It used to be inside the eight. Oh, or I think we actually tried to put numbers like to it. Anyway, it was, <laughs> we had like four teams finishing one. Well, you've and the point being, we've been doing it in six 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 for a couple of years now, <laughs> and Kano's ripped us off. <laughs> uh, another thing that caught my eye was um, uh, two guys, one cup favorite, Matt Rowell. Rowell in oh. coverage. Uh, Matt Rowell has a new look. Check this out. Be cricketer yourself. Uh, I never played officially, but I'm a bit of a backyard specialist. So okay, so we'll get to what he's talking about. But okay, the look. So he looks a bit like you know traditional Green Arrow. How we had like the little Robin yes. Hood moustache. That's yes. what what's he's going. Like he could be one of the three musketeers. Yeah, certainly Robin Hood or and or his merry men. Like he's got that sort of vibe of like maybe the midfield's going to turn into a sort of musketeers, the Gold Coast musketeers sort of op- operation. Yeah, so him and Anderson tipped yeah. back. You could sort of see that. Yeah, you could Anderson. Yes, I thought that's. I think that's right. That feels so. I- yeah. Does it also feel like because he has been, you know, and we say this with all affection, but like a bit of a square, like yeah. we know he's a footy nerd and has the 50 footballs and stuff and yeah. takes notes when he's injured and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And you can but imagine me, him being like, I've been a bit of a square. I need to be someone cool yeah. like the three musketeers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's cooler than Errol Flynn? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, or it has the, like it does also have like the energy of third year, you know, a boarding student at university. Like, came from the country, was probably a bit conservative, but smoked a bit of weed now. Has got the Stairway to Heaven poster up in his wall. Like, he's starting to experiment a bit. Maybe he's got a girlfriend now. Yeah, just. Just saw uh, <laughs> Ethan Hawke in Reality Bites. Thought that was a pretty cool look. So what um, uh, is going on here is Took and Matt Rowe were at the Big Bash the other night and um, the interviewer, mm. I can't, don't know who that is, yes. do you know who that is? The guy on the left? He was asking, so apparently mm. Matt Rowe is not only an excellent footballer but a bit of a handy cricketer as well. Okay. A few leggies. How does he go, Took? Yeah, we well, rolled the arm over after training. I think he took about an eight or nine for so. He, he so can now we're seeing Matt Rowe in action. Oh. Just bowling out all his teammates. Look at this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just tailing them up. Now, amongst all that, did you pick up oh. the nickname that he gets from his teammates? I'll play it again. No, on, on his I was concentrating too <laughs> much. I honestly was. Listen, just I was assessing his leggies. Do you get it? 
Fox. They call him Fox. Fox. And there was a rally in there as well, but Fox, Fox. appears to be the club given name, which is interesting because that seems to buck the two guys one cup formula for extrapolating to a nickname. They've just gone for you got red hair, you're a fox. Or can we is that Matt Rowell, what you think it is? Or Rowell? is it Yeah, backdated. Reverse backdated. engineer. Well, I mean I, but well, I just would have thought well, because the other thing is, like, is he not famous for was the, during the season there was the whole thing where he wasn't wearing oh, like long socks. socks? Is it some sort of fox in socks? Fox in not well, not let's in start socks, with the traditional like, reference. Like, is it just well, let's start with the, the traditional way? Or is there if we a, can't connect the dots there, then yeah. we'll we'll go outside the box. Like, let's rule out what's that? Is it Occam's razor or whatever? Rule yeah. out the logical solutions first, and then. Okay. Well, Matt, cat, <laughs> cat, Matt, cat, um, Matt, box, socks, done. <laughs> cat, <laughs> I mean, you can get there pretty easy. Being too clever, I was thinking that maybe Raoul was a breed of fox or something like that, or you know, did the Raoul hunt every once a year? <laughs> yeah, no, mate, Matt, you're cat. right. Some some footballer remembers Doctor Zeus. Fox. That's how they got there. Or maybe it is the fox in the socks because. He has his socks pulled down. Um, uh, I did yeah. think it was interesting, though, like um, Matt, Matt Rao, clearly a great backyard cricketer, and we know how Matt Rao feels about yards. <laughs> He's tasty. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Loves the grass. Well, that was that was a grass pitch yeah. that he was Well, at the Gabba, they, they don't get the, the roller out. So, I mean, that, that's Matt yeah. out the night before, yeah. hands and knees, just chewing the pitch. <laughs> I mean – It'd be great if they brought that, if he ha- does have that cricket background. Because I remember one of the great highlights of the Tony Gregg stick era was like in. when Tony Gregg would go out there and stick his keys into the pitch at the start. It's just famous, though. And I feel like the cricket's never been the same since. But what if... To taste the they grass. Did that, like they got Matt Rowell. Yeah. That became his summer job. So not when he's playing footy. Like, I mean, but during the summer... That you, you rowed, would you him say out, you rowed him out? Like, you know, when, when, the, the, when you rowed him out. The, yeah, that's right. Do you, you, you want the heavy roller, the light roller, or the Matt Rowler? <laughs> the history options. <laughs> <laughs> we got you guys on Uh, well, uh, not a lot to talk about in, um, you know, the other thing about my, oh, oh, hang on. I, I, I could, there was one, there was one, uh, oh, yeah. extra thing I had on the Kano, which was Phil Davis yeah. was the person he was talking to in that. And I had a celebrity, I had a footballer in real oh, yeah. life, uh, with, uh, Phil Davis. I ran into Phil Davis at, uh, so I went to the second day of the Melbourne, uh, test match. Um, and uh, my friend Shep and I uh, were very uh, lucky to, courtesy of our friend Mark Howard, who's of course a cricket commentator, uh, Shep and I got to sit in the Foxtel um, corporate box and have a lovely day right. at the cricket. So that was. I've got to ask, what uh, food did you get? Oh, mate. How did they cater for veggie? <sighs> well, I mean, there was so much food. Like, that, that's what okay. I firstly say, because. You've been to like something like that for the football, right? You've been in some sort of yeah. corporate box, but the yeah. football goes for like three hours. Like we were there right. at nine thirty in the morning, and we didn't leave until six. <laughs> like it's, it's a long day, and, and they feed you constantly through it, and it wow. was so good. Like you can just snack oh, yeah. 
at all times. It's just that sort of thing of going, oh, there's finger sandwiches and then there's like party pies and then there's like a nice meal with like rolls and salad and like slow cooked meat for the people who eat meat. But then there's like scones oh, and cakes scones. and like then there's like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's one of those yeah. days where just – and now there's a cheese platter. I love and it. it was – Was there a specific so highlight? Good. Like, doesn't have to be a main. Like, was it like a side or a dessert or something? Scones are always my favourite. Love a good scone. I, two, my, my two highlights, and this is real basic bitch <laughs> shit, but, like, the scones were amazing. Like, they were – you you're right to, you know, point out the scones. I think – and particularly because – Fresh cream. Yeah, I don't do scones no. that often. Only and at like, events like a, that, I'm thinking, is the only time I eat scones. Yeah. Like, at the footy, a corporate event at the footy yeah. or something. But they absolutely nailed the scone. And uh, the other one was early in the morning when they kind of had the sort of breakfast style, you know, finger foods. They had some sort of like like fluffy bread rolls mm. and they had like butter and they had corn, um, like a corn patty, like a corn, you know, um, what do you call it? A corn fritter or whatever, right? And um, oh, I was like eating a little corn fritter, like just – Sandwiches, basically. <laughs> they were so fucking delicious. Like, oh, so that sounds great. Uh, but Phil Davis was yep. there also. He was in the box that day. And Phil was there with his brothers and his brothers-in-law. And I honestly mean that I think he introduced me to six people who he said either this is my brother or my <laughs> brother-in-law. So, um, But a very nice guy, Phil Seems Davis. Seems like a nice guy. He, but he apparently, apparently he was a, a – like loved playing cricket too when he was young, which – he was like, uh, you know, one of those people who's just like good at all sports. He's sort of working his way into the footy media a bit more, Phil, and I'm I'm watching with great interest. I think he's I think he's a good performer. And the funny thing is, he's not. Um, I spoke to him yeah. about this because he's having a year out of Sydney and um, living in Melbourne for a year. And part of it is to kind of be away from oh, football. Really? He's got got like a business degree, and he wants to do like, um, you know, some more things in the business world and try his hand at some of that. And he's just going to do – because he got offered a whole bunch of football-related jobs at the end of last year and he thought if he stayed in Sydney for that year, the connection with the Giants might still just be too strong to do other things. So he was, you know, looking forward. But then I've seen him pop up on and media I mean, and he SEM looks and stuff, like so. – he has the look of a guy – like I always say, he looks like a foreign correspondent. Like you see him with his like man bun and his glasses on and stuff and like open neck shirt and a blazer. It's like he he has such a respectable look. Or he could also be like a professor at a university or maybe like he's he's like a left-leaning billionaire <laughs> like a Mike Cannon Brooks or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I one of his, I think, real role models is um, uh, Brendan Gaal. Oh, right. And like that – and that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me because, like, Brendan Gale was, a, like, a cool guy, good values, went into business, CEO, through the players. So I could absolutely see that kind of being the world that Phil Davis ends up That's like, not, in. not in a bad yeah. way, not like a scumbag politician, but mm. just like a good network. Yeah, when you look around the room and you go, we need one of these guys to run this shit, who do you reckon's best qualified? <laughs> he's, he's probably yeah. the one you look at. That's either him <laughs> or Bra- Braden Proust from the Giants. Who are you picking? Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, a part of my other um, footy graph is I tune out of, like, I don't go to AFL.com at all, like footy news. So I'm I'm not aware if there's Mm. been, like, apart from the Clayton Oliver stuff, which you can't really get away from, I'm not really sure if there's, you know, any big stories that we're ignoring. If so, we apologize. But that is two guys, one cup. 
what I'm more interested in is what our listeners are into. So I thought it might be mm-hmm. fun to ask the listeners, is there a player at the club that may, we haven't heard of that you think is going to have oh, a breakout okay. year? Yes. And it seemed like a good idea, but so many smart Alex listeners of ours are like, oh, Nick Dacos and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to ignore those ones and go to the, the sincere ones. Some of you didn't say what team you support or who the player plays for. So it's going to be a bit, Will and I can try and guess what team you're talking about when we get to that player. Um, so uh, Yazoo says Dylan Stevens, now he's moved to North Melbourne. Who's Dylan Stevens? Dylan I think he came Stevens. from Sydney. Right. Well, That's my guess. I mean, it sounds like he came from Sydney, but who does he play North. for now? North Melbourne. Okay. All right. So let's see like, uh, what I can find out. Um, uh, get excited. The best of new Rue, Dylan Stevens. Yeah, so who did he Dylan play Stevens. Mm, yeah, here we go. All right. <laughs> play HQ. Give us a little... Uh, Dylan, no, that's not going to help me at all. Uh, Dylan Stevens, AFL player profile. Uh, drafted from Redcliffe's Victoria, Walkerville, South Australia, St. Peter's College, Norwood. Uh, Sydney Swans. Yes, I knew it. Okay. So he's yes. going to break out year, according to Yazoo. Uh, Jay Gray says Liam Duggan, Captain C, will suit him well. Who, who does okay. Liam Duggan captain? Liam Duggan? Yeah. He kept, obviously captains uh, the West Coast Eagles. <laughs> what does uh, Liam Duggan look like? Are you looking at him? You're looking at a picture of him. I'm looking at him, but do you Not know what he looks all. like? I didn't even know there was a Liam Duggan. I thought he played for the Bulldogs. Okay, so I, I could have told you he didn't play for the Bulldogs, but I couldn't have told you anything else about him. So let's uh, Liam see Duggan. what we can find out about Liam Duggan. If he's going to be the captain of the West Coast Eagles. So how many games do you reckon he's played, Liam Duggan? Oh, to be captain, you'd have to play over 100. So I'm going to say 120. Uh, 158 okay. games he's played. Uh, what position does he play? Oh, of course. Like who could forget the game where he either shut down the opposition's best forward or kicked that goal. It was so good, uh, he plays on the back flank. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah. Back, Defender. Yeah, back and mid, yeah. So, okay. yeah, definitely down that end of the uh, – he is the co-captain, apparently, of the West Coast right. Eagles this season. Who is he co-captain with? Oh, that's easy, Oscar Allen. Oh, yeah. okay, well done. Oscar yes, Allen's Oscar the only Allen. good well player that they've got at the moment. Well, not, you know, I mean, apart from the new kid, what's his face? Well, and Liam Duggan as well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we've got Liam Duggan. Uh, hi, well, hi, Liam Duggan is a highly respected clubman. Uh, so okay. oh, yeah, uh, that's right. the change of the guard at the end is That sounds years. like a succession so, plan. It's like get the older bloke with more experience to co-captain with the mm-hmm. younger superstar and then when yeah. he's ready to take over. That's what they did with like Jack Steele and Jaron Geary. Um, yes, exactly. Okay, right, so we've got a team now. Um, for the Lions, this is from your bar mate, 80, 182. Kai Lohman from the Lions has massive amounts of talent, will be in the best 22 as a small forward. Well, does that mean he has to oh, push yeah. Charlie out there? You've got some pretty good small forwards at the Lions already. That's the problem with Brisbane, isn't it? Like, as in, I mean, I guess 
Is there an argument that some of those guys start to play even more in the midfield and maybe that opens up? I don't up? think you want Charlie. I mean, Charlie's like, so damaging up forward. Not Charlie, uh, but I mean like maybe Zach Bailey or like, yeah. you know, those sort of guys who are... Uh, ben White says, Trent Rivers at Moorabbin is going to have a huge year. Do you think he's Jared Rivers' son? Trent Rivers. Trent Rivers. These are all I mean, shockingly it sounds normal. like a place where you would... <laughs> murder somebody like you yeah. know what I mean like did you hear about all those bodies they Trent found Rivers. washed up in Trent Rivers uh, Trent Rivers uh, so he's been recruited by Melbourne is that right yeah okay um, recruited by Melbourne with the yeah okay um, from where oh, yeah I, I, so recruited well, or drafted it says draft. Yeah, yeah I drafted he, maybe. Didn't Jared, wasn't there a Jared Rivers who played for Melbourne like in the 2000s? Yeah. Didn't say anything about his dad. Doesn't say okay, anything gonna about have a him massive being like year, a father-son uh, According selection. to Ben White. Yeah. Um, James, James Kite 42, he says Logan McDonald, of course, plays for the Adelaide uh, Swans. swans. <laughs> Adelaide Swans. That's the Swans, right? Logan Logan McDonald, yeah. right? He's he's Sydney, isn't he? So. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's good. Logan McDonald. He's a, yeah, he's yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's the one that like you hope that now that Buddy's not there, that he gets more time. Did he's and, the one who went know. from Adelaide to Sydney, or is it the other way around? Oh no, the, 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 the captain of Adelaide came from Sydney, right? Dawson, and that was the Swans yes. didn't want to get rid of him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So Trent Rivers and Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Shane Cunningham says at Richmond, it's a kid called Judson Clark. Now that's a good football name, that, Judson. Judson yeah. Clark. Are you Judd? No, I'm Judson. <laughs> Judson, mate. Judd's me old man. I'm Judson Clark. Uh, Judson feels like a name that. Is misspelled, don't you think? Yeah. How many Judsons do you think? But there misspelled are? from what? <laughs> like <laughs> Justin Judson. I mean, there's quite a few letters difference. <laughs> there's no T. <laughs> um, uh, okay, at the Bulldogs, who do you think this? This is uh, Muzzy Muzzy Ahoy has nominated a play from the Bulldogs. He's been around for a while, injury prone, famous surname. Um, Greg Witten. Is Greg Whitten playing for the Bulldogs? Oh, no, okay. I just was like, I was no, he's played games. <laughs> he's a very visible player on the field for the Bulldogs. Riley no. West. Oh no, very visible. Yeah, easy to spot, but uh, has been injury prone. In and out of the side. Yeah. Famous grandfather, mm. I believe. Not for the Bulldogs. Oh, uh, Ed Richards. Richards. What do you reckon? Is he about going to Ed Richards a, was a like breakout year? Top five in our best and fairest, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, what? Can't be a breakout year. <laughs> I think people year. were talking about – I literally honestly think people were talking about him possibly making the All-Australian team last year. <laughs> like he was one of our very few players who like wasn't a disappointment last season. Like I don't think you can go with Ed Richards as a being breakout. your – He's already broken out? A breakout. Okay. No. All right. Uh, who, what, yeah, he's broken what team? Out. This is from Richard Zuman. Two players, Hasselhoff or Noah Long. What team's that? Hasselhoff. Hassel is Noah the nickname. Long? Like, it, it, that's in inverted commas, Hassel. So just look up Hoff and Noah yeah. Long. What team, though, do you think, first I of mean, all? I mean, 
Port Adelaide? Um, oh, I don't know. Like if I don't know who they're from, I would say West okay. Coast because I just don't know. They're the team that I don't know the most players from. And I does feel like, yes, I am right. Yes. So Noah Long is a um, uh, pick 58. Long uh, has played 19 games. So, yeah, no. I've, For I've, who, though? Absolutely. I've never heard of the West oh, Coast. Okay, it is West Coast. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, another swan, Braden Campbell, will be better than Errol Goulden. Who's Braden Campbell? I think he's that little blonde guy <sighs> who can kick it a mile. Yeah, but he's not going to be better than Errol Goulden. You're an idiot, <laughs> whoever that was. Like Errol Gordon's going to be like one of the best, yeah, top five players in the competition. I, I suspect this other kid isn't going to be that. We should good. get some free ice and love. Uh, Laura Greenwood says Tom no. Emmett is one to keep your eye on. Tom Emmett, isn't it amazing? Like Tom, Emmett. there are so few AFL players, like professional AFL players in the world, and we like so it should be easy to remember the names of players, especially, you know, someone who could have caught our eye, but I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, I think that, but no, but you've started, like, this is, you know, you've asked people who's the person who's going to, like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think that if you, exactly. Like Tom Emmett, how many games do you think Tom Emmett's played? Oh my God. (laughs) It's literally two games. (laughs) I don't think you can say he's going to have a breakout year off two games. I'm sorry, Laura. I think you need to see more. How many goals has he kicked? Two. Four. Okay. That's not bad. Played two games, kicked four goals. It's pretty good. Two goals a game. I think Plugger's average was like two point or three or something like that. Um, Yeah. So you're going to say he's going to be as good as Plugger. That's what (laughs) I'm I'm here. Some uh, people saying uh, Jesse White, uh, Jake Lloyd, very funny. Uh, Kitty Coleman, I could see that. Oh, uh, yes. A.N. Sand says Ki- yeah. Kitty Coleman's going to have a breakout year. Uh, Spaghetti Nitty, Spaghetti Nitty says Bo McCreary. See, I think he already broke out last year. We all started taking note of mm. Bo McCreary last year. Yeah, I agree. And it'll be interesting to see if those Collingwood players can, like all those like young – what we what I found when the Bulldogs won was like everyone – in every position played great, basically. And then you were like, oh, they'll all even be better next year. And then some of them weren't better next year. And I think with that Collingwood forward line, you've you got to think there's going to be one or two of them that – I mean, I guess Ginevan's already gone, so maybe that'll, you know, change it for them. But Well, someone else um, has said Ash, Ash, Ash Johnson will have a breakout year, but I sort of feel like mm. he's kind of, like, announced himself already. We yeah. know what he's capable Is of. He's, Breakout yeah, means like a performance where they just, yeah. they end up you know like getting a Brownlow vote or they end up in the best or something like that. I think you can't have only two games experience, not enough. But you need, but you don't can't already have. But you can't be Ed Richards, who's like you know <laughs> vice captain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got here? Another one for the crows. Chase Jones and Chase is spelled C H A Y C E. Chase Jones. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good. Footballer okay, name, That's a, Chase with a Y. Chase Jones. Also to solve like teen mysteries, yeah. I feel like. Chase Jones. Uh, oh, a pick nine too. Okay. So, that hasn't played any games yeah, then. Okay. 
Chase Jones has played 76 okay. games. <laughs> Uh, Cooper Sharman for St Kilda will stick those hangers that's from Marion Marion Brandog uh-huh. yeah uh, Cooper Sharman he was our best player in the finals last year I, I agree I think he could have a breakout year um, I posted a photo of Jake Lloyd when I put the question out like can you tell me about a player who's going to have a breakout oh, yeah. year and some Swans fans did not take kindly to that judging by these responses <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's finish with this one for the Bulldogs, uh, a player, Will, you can tell me about, Trent Bianco. He's a train-on player with the dogs, apparently. Mm, Where's he come okay. from? Well, I've got a wonderful Trent Bianco couch out. in my living room. Collingwood. Oh, yeah, uh, that's good. Collingwood, apparently, Trent Bianco. I think I think I know who that is. I don't. I don't. What does he look like? Mm, he, I imagine um, a real estate agent. Does he look like a real estate agent? Not in the photo that came up from the Collingwood uh, website. No, I don't. More sort of like if you needed to buy a meth lab, <laughs> you might go down to Trent Bianco's based on the one photo that came up. Oh, he's had a bit of a haircut and a clean okay. up since then, it looks like. It's a like. good name though. But yeah, definitely still, yeah, Trent Bianco. I think that, that yeah, sounds no, good yeah, I mean, in a, like for a Bulldog player. Mm. Like it sounds more like a Bulldogs player than a Collingwood player, Trent Bianco. Yeah, Trent Bianco. Yeah. Yeah, Jose I, tr- Romero, I mean, I hope Trent, Trent Bianco, Bianco has a good <laughs> Yes, makes, I hope Bianco has a good yeah. year. I could get behind Bianco. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to cut the episode. It's only a short one today. I've got to yes. get to a doctor's appointment. But we'll be back again next week. And maybe we can start like doing – maybe we'll spread our traditional season preview over a few episodes. We can sort of take our time with um, each club. Yes. That's a good that's idea. That's a good idea. All right. We can do a recess. Oh, actually, recess. before we go, Find out I forgot. I had gone. a bit of mail, which is good. I, I had completely forgotten all we right. had a two guys, one cup um, – uh, uh, email address, but we do. If you want to send us an email, you can at two guys, uh, two guys one cup at gmail.com. This is from Ross who says, I heard uh, on a running podcast that a partner of one of the St. Kilda players said they weren't allowed to wear carbon plated running shoes for their pre season time trials, which I find curious as the times players run untypically reported to the media. But have either of you heard of restrictions when it comes to pre season workouts? And what is your theory and why? I don't know if you're familiar with the concept or not, but modern high-end running shoes have curved carbon fire plates in the midsole to enable forward propulsion to cover the ground faster. What podcast do you think you're emailing? We don't know anything about that stuff. I lost, like, (laughs) consciousness about halfway through whatever was – I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. This is from Neroli, not Neroli Meadows. I double-checked, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, lovely okay. to hear two guys uh, one cup up after so long. Despite my best intentions, I was one of those ones who dropped off after the move. I'm sure you covered this when you first launched this series, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to go over again given the reintroduction to the main feed. What is the story behind the two guys one cup theme song? How did you come up with the lyrics? Who's singing it? Is there a troop of Aussie blokes for hire who travel around the country recording footy theme songs in old-timey voices for a living? Is it based on an AFL existing theme song or another war? time jig it sounds very familiar but i can't put my finger on it i love the song and i love the show i'm glad you're back cheers narrowly okay in a nutshell um uh i created this song i said i sent the lyrics to will he said yeah that's good enough for me thumbs up i found a guy who does ad jingles and someone had recommended him because he's done similar kind of things like male choruses before so it's actually just one guy singing all the harmonies and he cuts it together it is obviously based on uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, which is also the Hawthorne Club song. We paid a licensing fee to that. 
I'm not sure if it's expired. I'm not sure if we're meant to be paying a licensing fee every time we play it. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't really play it a lot anymore in its entire. Like, if you glory, want to hear, so... we play it at the end of the show now because we figure mm. it's a faster way yes. to get to the content. I mean, it's yes. Look, it. So, yes, based on a Hawthorne theme song in the context of an AFL, but the Hawthorne theme song is based on Yankee Dude or Dandy. And I don't know. Like, we've got a trade agreement with America. That should be yeah. fine if we're using Yankee Dude or Dandy originally. I mean, look, I mean, I think the, I think Haw- the, isn't the content of the, the song, like, isn't it, isn't like a southern kind of like war song or something like that from oh, the man, we, so like they've got bigger problems than we had something really big like every <laughs> I mean, AFL song is based on have we a problematic song as our theme song yeah. alright that is two guys one cup play on not 15 Listener.